Welcome to the Fourth Estate Podcast. Today we're talking about the Snow Queen, a luminous, elegiac tale of two brothers, Barrett and Tyler, living in a not yet gentrified part of Brooklyn and struggling with their various pursuits for meaning, through love, drugs, music, and those things less tangible, but no less powerfully felt. Its author is the Pulitzer Prize winning author of The Hours, Michael Cunningham, who I had the joy of interviewing early one morning during his recent visit to London. Above the pleasantly refined din of his fellow hotel guests' morning coffee routines, we talked Hans Christian Andersen, Bush's reign of terror, and why you should always throw away the A's. Allow me to introduce you to Michael Cunningham, more charismatic and charming than I could even have hoped for. So turn it up and tune in. Um, congratulations, firstly, on the really, really wonderful review. Thank you. Um, Which, by the way, I don't read. I, I, yeah. I, I know that they've been good. Yes, yeah, yeah, they've been very but good. But I decided a few books ago to, ju- to just stop. Okay. Um, at first I thought, well, let's just not read the bad ones. Yeah. I thought, oh, all right. <laughs> Little citizen, if you're yeah. going to not read re- some of the reviews, don't read anything. <laughs> Well, I will tell you that, but, that I, they're I, I do, but I do hear that they've been nice. Yeah, and it's an, it's an incredible story. It's kind of very haunting and, and, you know, these characters both searching for their transcendence and mm. how they find it or, or whether they find it. And it would be great if you could kind of put in your own words what this book for you is about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is about a search for transcendence, you know, as, as, a po- as, a po- as opposed to the search for... The perfect suit, or you know, yeah. other other things that that, that, that consume people. I, yeah. You know, I, I I am interested in um, bigger human yeah. issues. Novels is supposed to be, and um, yeah, yeah. You know, it it, it it's sort of um, I guess it's sort of bare bones in my mind mm. when I started writing it was. Um, too close for their own good. Um, One secular, regular job-holding guy who uh, receives a vision that he doesn't want. The other sort of arty, aspiring, creative type who is desperately searching for a vision that eludes him. You know, um, yeah, what what happens to both those guys? What what what, hap- what, what happens to the guy who, who gets a wink from the heavens, mm. and what happens to the guy to whom the heavens will not wink, no matter what he does? Amazing. And um, so the title is taken from one of Hans Christian Andersen's yes. most one of his most famous tales. Yeah, was that a story that you were had always you know been brought up on, were aware of, or was it something that you came to for inspiration quite recently and kind of more fell upon? You know, I did. I did grow up with the story. Yeah. I'd, my, my, my parents read to me when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I, I'd, um, and and the Snow Queen I found especially fascinating mm-hmm. and, and terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, children children love these fairy tales in part because they're dreadful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, most of my books have titles right away. Yeah. Okay. I just I just I just this is a book called. 
Sitting, sitting in the green room <laughs> <laughs> with a lovely woman far too early in the morning. <laughs> That's the title of my next book. Excellent book. <laughs> <Thanks. Always read it. laughs> and, um, well, you know, clearly it's not really, really yeah, a retelling of the Hans Christian yeah. Anderson. Um, Oh God, I, I I don't know any way to say this without sounding hideously pretentious. But um, yeah, why why be why be stopped by hideous <laughs> pretentiousness? Why let that get in the way? Um, you know, I, I, I was I was sort of I think I was sort of thinking of whatever Hans Christian Andersen was thinking of when he sat down to write the fairy tale, in that I was not thinking so much of the fairy tale as as its source as yeah. its sources the idea of of, of a of a shattered mirror that can that can that can get in your eye and all and 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 um, cause you to produce a. Dist- they have distorted perception that feels like clarity to yeah. you. Um, and the, the, the idea of, of this, this, this the particular queen and yeah. the snow queen yeah. who, um, you know, unlike a lot of evil queens in fairy tales, think, thinks that she's, you know, she thinks she's Schopenhauer. Yeah. You know, she, she thinks she has clarity. That's, what, yeah. that's part of what was so interesting to me. Um, more than the fairy tale itself, so the underlying concerns of the fairy tale, and of course, um, you know, Snow has lots of ramifications, yeah, as does the word queen. I had, a, yeah. I, I had my, one of my only fights with my editor about calling it the Snow Queen. Oh, really? And, I've, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I finally said, I, I, may, I may or may not have actually grabbed a piece of his suit. When I, said <laughs> this. I don't remember, but I said, if anybody returns the fucking book <laughs> and complains, that it's not the Hans Christian Anderson fairy tale, I will refund their money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there'll be any complaints like that. Hasn't happened yet, but I am prepared. The offer is still good. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this incredibly kind of complex and, and potent relationship between these two brothers. Why um, it, it was there a particular reason that you set it within the Bush era and just before the Bush re-election and that whole climate? Of yeah, yeah, of yeah. You know, for change, but not quite getting it. Well, you know, some of these things are. Sort of intuitive, and, yeah. and, and you figure you you can answer the question afterwards, yeah. if if at all. Um, it 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 needed it needed borders, um, and I just sort of fell into the notion of starting it when America re-elected the worst president in history. Mm-hmm. That that was I I don't know in the states it was a huge turning yeah, point. Yeah no yeah no absolutely. You know we that were we were just sitting yeah. watching our television thinking this cannot be happening. Yeah. This man destroyed the economy and you know, I actually feel the way Tyler does. Yeah I can. When and you know Obama has not proven to be quite the figure that we had hoped he would be but still, you know. It's not Sarah Palin. Not that long not that long after from 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 from. Re-electing a redneck with a two-digit IQ, yeah. <laughs> America elected an African an African American man of considerable intelligence yeah. and, and genuine morality. So there was that. There was that sense of this political transformation mm. of a relatively short period. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I, I was sort of the people in the book are remember are members. Of what I think of as the first uh, downwardly mobile 
generation. Yeah. You know, for at least in a certainly in the states, the first generation in quite some time will probably do worse than their parents. Yeah. Generation rent, I think. Yeah. Now known as. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Was there kind of a, a sense of satisfaction? Because at one point Tyler says, "Oh, you know, America will never elect a black man." And Kind of you know, I just, I, I, I just, I just like the idea that, 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 that Tyler is the only person who's actually political, yeah. and he's all he's wrong about everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, as I, start, as I started thinking about Tyler, thought, and, this, and and one of his speeches will be complete error on every subject. <laughs> 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 and wonderfully so. And the ending is incredibly moving, almost moving in its. Inconclusiveness. Yeah. And did you did you get a real sense when you were writing that this was just this was the end for them and this was just a point where you could leave the two brothers and just kind of step away from their story? You know that it came as a bit of a surprise, frankly. I I, I don't I don't outline. I I don't have mm. seven hundred post-it notes on my on my walls, and I you know I I I find that if I if I know too well where a book is going its characters tend to become sort of employees mm. of the story whose job it is to convey the story to its 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 conclusion mm. um and i sort of realized oh i thought we had another 50 pages but maybe mm. maybe we're done yeah you know That's right. yeah 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 maybe um maybe barrett has stumbled into what he thought he had to search for mm. and um you know maybe Tyler has his own light in the sky and it's mm. a person yeah and she's going away and there he is in a room and maybe that's what we were looking for mm. uh, so talk to me a little bit about your writing process are you kind of mm. Kantian in your in your routine or oh I'm a terrible change? bore no I'm a terrible <laughs> bore um I I learned early on that I need to sort of I need to do it first thing in the morning. I need yeah. to segue. I need to wake up and you know like 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 have a coffee, put on my nicoderm patch, <laughs> <laughs> which is very sexy, by the way, and um and get right to it. Um, you know, obviously, obviously, you talk to a lot of writers and they all work differently. Um, for me. It's a matter of maintaining my own belief mm. in this invented world. Mm. And the best way to do that is to sort of be semi, barely restored to the actual world. Yeah. And then I can drift into, oh, right, right, right. This is true, too. Right. Um, I work for, I think in terms of time, spent more than pages filled mm. I, I, I don't I don't have a you know five page a day a quota, limit. Yeah. yeah yeah but but I, I I sit there for at least four hours um, and you know which which some days produces ten pages and some days produces one yeah. shitty sentence that I, <laughs> that I delete the next day and um, you know and then I answer 10,000 emails yeah. and, and Go for walks and do yeah. what what anybody does. Yeah. Um, but but it's um, the the need to do it right away mm. in 
forces is kind of a kind of regularity and discipline that I yeah. probably don't really have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how does the actual experience of writing? So I know you've done quite a few uh, or a few screenplays. Mm -hmm. And how does that actual writing experience differ between the two, between a novel and a screenplay? Do you sure, feel sure, sure. Um, you know, I like writing screenplays. Yes. Um, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of a hybrid between creativity and puzzle solving. Mm. Like, how are you going to make this happen in 112 pages? Yeah. You know, can can how how are you going to get a dozen eggs into a box that will only hold ten eggs? <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, and I and I I I like the definiteness of it. I like mm. the fact that somebody is expecting it by a certain date. Yeah. You know, because we really, really, whatever your contract says. You can deliver your novel. You would they hope before the sun supernova to destroy the yeah. solar system, <laughs> um, which is also, of course, what I don't like about it. Mm. Which is why it will always be sort of secondary. Mm. And so what I really do like is being allowed to do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think with most people, I mean, you want to change every now and then. Yeah. You know, yeah. you want your freedom, and then every now and then you want. The <laughs> Get and it the done, movies are done. a kind of school mom. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, the Snow Queen as a film? There's been some some interest, yeah. Uh, and I could never, but I couldn't imagine the hours of the film. Yeah, true. It's yeah. I, I actually said no at first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were you involved in the in the process of? of I, you know, the hours? I um, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, I, I you know I did I didn't do the adaptation. Yeah. As you know, is yeah. David Hare. Um. But they were, David and everybody was incredibly generous mm. in including me. Because once you, know, once you sold your novel, yeah. you're selling your house. Yeah. They, they just won't put your head carpeting in. You don't, you don't have to talk to you about it at all. And uh, no, I looked at drafts. I, I talked to the actors. Mm. It was, um, I, 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 I was much more involved than, than contractually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were contractually obliged to make me. Yeah. So yeah. who are some of your um, literary inspirations, or classic? Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, uh, Flaubert, um, <coughs> Virginia Woolf, obviously, um, and some contemporary people. Uh, Don DeLillo. Oh yeah. I if I could if I could write a paragraph as good as a Don DeLillo mm. paragraph, I could just jump out the window. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, well, it's, it's, it's not much of a fall. Don, don't take this too seriously. <laughs> We're on the first floor. Um, uh, Dennis Johnson, um, and then and then James Baldwin, like writers who are doing something very different mm. from what I do. Flannery mm. um, O'Connor. Mm. <coughs> I, 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 uh, I mean, I, I, I sort of, um, I, I, I seem to particularly idolize the writers who I'm kind of trying to match yeah. and the writers who I, I, I are a million miles away from the idea. Mm. Which book out of all those kind of all those well any other author as well, which book out of all the books um, do you wish you'd written? Mm, 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 mm. You know, I, th I think the one the, the book that, the, yeah, the book that, that seems to be most remarkable to me 
there for the one I guess I wish I'd written. But it's it's Madame Bovary. Yeah. Um, and there's you know there was Zola. There were there were people doing something along these lines. Mm -hmm. But I for me it was Flaubert who came along and took just a shitty little person. I, yeah, you must. You know, yeah. You, you know, Emma Bovary is is without real virtue. She's mm. selfish and petty, and she's not that smart, and she's not even a good mother. <laughs> and she doesn't. And he doesn't. You know, she doesn't save a child from drowning. Yeah. Doesn't nice her up, and she just looks at her with such unwavering focus, mm. and she just so. And to me, it changed everything. Mm. Because if 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 a crappy little being like Emma Bovary can become a major literary figure, then anybody can. Mm. It's not about prince. It's not restricted to princes and pirates. Mm. There is an epic novel that could be written in theory about every single person alive. Mm. The, you know, the the castle gates were thrown wide open. Mm. I think that's something that comes across with the characters in the Snow Queen as well. Is they're so uh, kind of complex, complex and intricately drawn, but without having their big. I don't know. I guess it, in a way it has an epic sweep, but it's also kind of mini epic. Like it's I, there's yeah, a lot, so much subtlety yeah, and so much yeah, kind of going yeah. on inside. I you know I I I don't know if I got that from Colbert or Colbert. Colbert just mm. that felt like oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just always more interested in writing about people who are like 93% of the population. Yeah. You know, mm. who are not 23 and perfectly formed mm. and well born and etc. 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 It's just more interesting. Mm. And uh, so you teach creative writing I do. at Yale. I do. And um, of this kind of debate that seems to kind of come in waves. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Could you weigh in a bit? Do you think you can teach creative writing? Because obviously some authors are, oh, bugger, did not mean to draw coffee on the sofa. Oh, please don't mean to draw coffee on the sofa for dinner. <laughs> um, That's very true. Uh, you know what You know what you can do? You can teach reading. Yeah. Um, most of your students are writers. Yeah. 
to spend a semester or two talking to somebody who actually writes this shit about yeah. what goes <laughs> into the writing of it. Mm. So there's it doesn't feel it's not a, it's 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 not a relic in a vitrine. Mm. You know, we you use talk about the nuts and bolts of it. Um, as a Mufasa, James Woods, how fiction works. Um, not not directly, but I steal from it. You steal from it. I was wondering, and I and I, and I, and I claim it's my idea. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So please, Always. Please, yeah. please tell people <laughs> that I that I've actively plagiarized, <laughs> and, 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 and and it hel- it helps the students treat them as part of the work as well. <laughs> so on that note, are there any particular rules that you? It's not really rules, but kind of principles that guide you when you're writing. Um. Mm, 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 well, you know, one of the things. Back to the students, one of the things that I keep reminding students is that, that there is not one single principle of fiction writing mm. that holds up, mm. that cannot be contradicted by, by some great work of fiction. Mm. And there's nothing you can say about how fiction works that hasn't been contradicted yeah. by some great writer. Um, so, you know. Oh, it's a pleasure. And it's been, yeah, absolutely wonderful.